Ah, good evening. This is John uh, Green, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Whistleblower. Tonight, I'm just going to de deal in a little bit of history of Vancouver. <clears throat> I'm sure you'll find it quite interesting. Vancouver is the largest city in British Columbia. It was incorporated in 1886. Our population in 2016 was 631,486. At 2011, it was 603,502. Our metro area is approximately 2,463,431. Now, of course, Vancouver is surrounded by waterways, the Burrard Inlet and Georges Strait. The early settlements were the indigenous people. These were the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Tallahash, and the Salish. Salmon was their main staple of food and source. These, pe these people lived here from about 8,000 years ago. Of course, it was the Vancouver was discovered in 1791 by a fellow named Jose Marine Norvez. He was a, a Spanish explorer and he was the first one to come to the site of Vancouver. However, in 1792, George Vancouver laid his eyes upon what is now Vancouver. Both the Spanish and the English had contact with the indigenous people. They were the first, Europe, the first European settlement was Fort Langley in 1827, and the first urban center was New Westminster in 1859. <clears throat> the ab aboriginal people had title to most of the land in B.C., including Vancouver and this this. This laid, and the crown laid proclaimed by the uh, proclaimed the land as their own and belonging to them. There was no negotiations with the First Nations people, so consequently they were felt little out and they were shoved well onto reservations at later on. The name of Vancouver was suggested by William Van Horn president of the Canadian Pacific Railway. This was, this was to honor the Captain George Vancouver. A sawmill was on Burrard Inlet, which was owned by Americans. Vancouver was originally a sawmilling settlement called Granville in 1870. Vancouver incorporated the name in 18, 1886. Vancouver has had major, and it's had a major fire and it was destroyed in less than one hour. However, the city recovered and the opening of the Panama Canal helped Vancouver grow occasion, uh, economically and helping with exports of grain and lumber to Europe and other parts of the world. In 1929, the two, there were two large suburbs that were brought into Vancouver. These were, this were Point Grey and South Vancouver. These are areas that, were, that amalgamated with Vancouver. In 1930, Vancouver was a major, a major West Coast port. After World War II, Vancouver became a major hub for trade with Asia and Pan Pacific area. Um, a man by the name of John Jack Denton started a saloon in 18, 1867. This became known. This became a very popular place for people to go and have a drink. And later on, it was called Gassy Jacks. Vancouver has been the attraction for immigration. There has been an influx of East Asian and primarily Chinese. 
these people, the Chinese had done a lot of work on the Pacific Railroad, which was very, very good. There was discrimination in 1914 when the Kumataga Maria was stopped from disembarking 300 East Indians of British subject descent to the Canadian shores. Vancouver is a very picturesque, has a very picturesque setting of any city in the world. We have just a, we have a very mild climate, which is moderate, and which is great during the summer when it doesn't rain. November and December are usually our high months for rain, and the port is actually very ice-free, which makes it a great year-round place for shipping and receiving of goods. Vancouver ships a lot and imports from all over the world. The cruise ship industry and the film industry are very important to the British Columbia economy. Vancouver has hosted some world-class events, like the 1986 World's Fair, and this held, was held from May of 1986 to October of 1986. Vancouver also was very lucky to host the Olympics in 2010, and we have, we have our own NHL team since 1970, and, and we've never won a Stanley Cup except maybe back in, what, 1915, something like that, when we had another team. This is before the NHL was formed. Real estate is very expensive in, Van, in, the, in Vancouver, <clears throat> and there are also two racetracks. We have one at Hastings Park, and then we have an, a Selkies races at Cloverdale which can be, you know, if you like to bet, and it can be very interesting. We're very fortunate in Vancouver that we can do everything we want year-round, almost. There's skiing in the winter, swimming in the summer, hiking, and other activities, boating, fishing, and this. This is the first story of Vancouver. I hope you'd enjoyed it, and this is my one of my second or third broadcasts. There will be further adventures on this topic in the near future. Okay, thank you. Okay, just on a, so a soft note, I'd like to hope that everyone has survived this pandemic that we've been going through. But I'd like to bring to your attention something that our illustrious little leader that's been giving away lots of money. I know, and I hope it's helped those that need it. But Mr. Trudeau, you know, in his great wisdom has just risen our gas tax. It's our carbon tax by 2.5 cents a liter. Now, you know, I don't understand why he would do this. You know, why doesn't he wait? His excuse is, oh, I'm putting money in your pocket. Well, this makes about as much sense as throwing rocks at a drowning man to me. I mean, where's the money being put? And he says, oh, it's if you pay now, you won't have to pay later. Well, you know what? I think this man, you know, needs to have his head given a shake. Because he's going to be back to his same old ways after all this is over. And they say in the newspaper that he's a, the second most popular man in the world. I don't know. I think, he's, I think somebody that wrote that article is dreaming. But anyways, that's just my take. I think he was foolish to do it. And just bear in mind, he's going to be back to his old ways once we get through this uh, pandemic. Okay, thank you very, very much for listening.